This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. All right, let's uh, let's speculate a little bit here. Recklessly. Reckless speculation Thursday on a Tuesday. It's a scoop session with our guy Darren Doogie Wilson from the Five Eyewitness News Sports Department. Uh, it's a birthday week for Doogie, everybody. Yep. Give Doogie a round of applause for making it another year. 44. Right? That much closer to a mandatory colonoscopy. Can't wait. Oh, let's go. That's, of all on, the things, of all the things Necessary you could have evil. mentioned, I you know. mentioned that. I know. So but I'm okay. I have at least another year for my primary physician song for a full-fledged <laughs> physical last May. Well, he said, hey, you can wait another year. So thank you, the countdown is on. That. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I got an email yesterday from MinnesotaBets.com. I have Which it right I, here. I knew you where do? you were going. There we go. <laughs> I knew it. I saw okay. this, We had our little 30-second pre-show back and forth. You <laughs> said, hey, let's start with a little cousin's com. nugget I have. I knew exactly where you were going. Look at that. Dukes and I have been 20 years of, uh, of telepathic sports conversations. <laughs> so this is odds for the next team for Kirk Cousins, and the Vikings are still the odds-on favorite. I'll convert this to a percentage chance, about a 40% chance that he lands back with the Vikings, according to Minnesota Bets. So that means a 60% chance that he goes somewhere else. Just It's just their opinion and their analysis. The Atlanta Falcons being the next team at 14%. The Denver Broncos, with George Payton still in that front office. Now, they have major cap things to sort through, but they're moving off Russell Wilson. They could use a veteran quarterback. Broncos are 12.5%. Raiders and Patriots both at 10%. Steelers, 65 Buccaneers, 65 Other at 8%. What are your thoughts on that list? And specifically the, the idea that there is a greater percentage chance, according to one platform here, that he leaves than stays. Well, sure. Although the Vikings are the overwhelming betting favorite on the money line, the Vikings plus 150. That means if you bet $10, you win 15. You bet 100, you win back 150. So if you bet 100, you would receive back $250. You look at the Atlanta Falcons plus 600. So I guess the totality of the rest of the league, that makes sense. But the Vikings are still the overwhelming favorite to land Kirk Cousins for the 2024 season. I still think it comes down to structure, the guarantee, and, you know, how high are the Vikings willing to go price point wise, that the Vikings are going to have a cutoff point. What is that cutoff point? I'll be working on that over the next few weeks, but I'm positive the Vikings are going to have a cutoff point, that they're not willing to exceed a certain number just to retain 
Kirk Cousins, but the interest in retaining him, keeping him in place, is legit. And it's reciprocated. He likes it here. But I also think his convictions are strong enough where if the Vikings aren't willing to meet the structure that he's looking for contractually, that he is willing to walk away. But these odds, Phil, they make a ton of sense to me. All right. I've got one. It's Tuesday, but what the hell? Let's go reckless speculation Thursday here. Yeah, I've been we, are, giving yeah, we already laid that groundwork. Like, we're good. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Yeah, but no, but I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to go to the edge of, of the cliff and I might fall, fall off it. I just want to warn you all that if I do, it's been great talking sports with you guys for a long time. I love y'all. Are you sure? I think I know but where Judd's going. Oh. But here it is. Okay. And, and I urge you to suspend your, what you know about this team. And I urge you to think in a different direction. New owner, looking to make a splash, going to hire an offensive coach. Perhaps sounds like Ben Johnson, the Lions OC, is the favorite for this job. The Washington Commanders. Okay, and here's that's why. not at all where I thought you were going. This is and wild. here's why. Here's wow. why, okay? Okay. Reckless Kirk, speculation. Kirk and his family, familiar, clearly, with that part of the country from all indications they liked it but the franchise itself was a dumpster fire and kirk was not treated especially well but let's keep in mind too daniel snyder gone everyone basically blown out okay josh harris who is a billionaire who owns i I think he's got a stake in the sixers the devils looking to make a splash washington's got i believe the the second pick right in the draft what if they kept that pick, signed Cousins in March, and then drafted Marvin Harrison Jr. as the complement in the offense to Kirk Cousins? Wow. Now, they would pay Cousins what he wants because they can. And again, they are looking to make a splash actively. The more I think about this, and yes, I mean, we can all say, well, that's stupid. They're going to draft a quarterback. They're going to draft a quarterback. But if you get Kirk Cousins, you get a you get in your mind a ready-made quarterback prepared to run a, a system. All of the concerns about youth are gone. I think Josh Harris wants to win immediately. I don't think he wants to build here because he just bought this team and he's looking, he's looking to basically say Daniel Snyder was a buffoon. I'm not. It's go time. Marvin Harrison Jr. will step on the field and be an impact player on day one, almost certainly. What about the commanders? Wow. The most cap space of any yeah. team in the NFL. There's a lot of there's a lot of reason because the reason not all of the reasons not to go back to Washington have been removed. Dukes. So you're saying you would bet the plus twelve hundred? Are they on, in the other category? Other? <laughs> I'm so you saying one hundred to try to I'm, win twelve hundred? I'm saying I've been giving this a lot of thought. And the more I think about it, the more sense it makes. Because I, because, look, there's always a dark horse, right? And I think we all assume, well, he's not going back there. He played there. He did. He he left. And he wasn't treated well. But all of those people are gone, you guys. I get it's, that. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. I see where you're going here. It. I see you. Let's see go you. To, I mean, I can go. see the case you're laying out, but. I'm also willing to give you like plus five thousand odds, as long as you okay. put a minimum of fifty bucks. Oh God, yeah! Like I just bucks, don't sure. see it happening. I really don't. It's it's it is a familiar. So familiarity is going to be important here. I think so. That's why Atlanta makes sense because of the family familiarity, 
both in Georgia and Florida. Minnesota is the obvious favorite familiarity with schools, system, six years here. Washington is familiar. And to Judd's point, this is crazy. And I know people are going to hammer Judd for even suggesting this, but bring it on. I like it. You're right. Owner gone, coach. And I, I don't think he had like a falling out with yeah. any of the coaches there necessarily, but like the whole coaching well, infrastructure yeah, gone. Gruden. Yeah, Jay Gruden. Yeah. So it is. Uh, let me. Okay. Since we're doing this, all right. Since Thank we're you. Doing, Thank you. I mean, isn't the elephant in the room in this discussion that he is going to prioritize winning? To some extent, no. He's not. Did I get it? The commanders have all this cap space. <laughs> no, he's but yes, what is their Mackie. pathway? What is their Doogie. pathway to competing the in the NFC East? Do you think he's going to really prioritize winning over the well, biggest payday? No, I, I mean, there's no evidence to suggest that. But I'm just saying, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, what did the Jets offer when the Vikings initially signed him? Was it like a, right, co- I mean, like a million more a year? A million, but. The Jets yeah. offered him more money in that moment, right? So, to some extent, there was a priority on winning after the Vikings had just been to the NFC Championship. Game. I think that was market doogie. It I might think have that been. was Mar- I think he had no interest in playing. Sure, there. I agree. I hear you on that. Yeah. I understand it, and I get it. Right? You can laugh. Doogie, open your you mind, man. My open your mind, Darren. <laughs> open your mind, birthday boy. I'm not saying it's the number one thing on his list. I just struggle to see a reunion in Washington. Money is the number one thing. I guarantee it. And then I'm with, he's not going to sign with, not that a dumpster fire team would even, you could, I don't think the commanders are a dumpster fire anymore. Now that they've gutted out the ownership. I think, I think that's a team that has some, they've got cap space. They got a top three pick, but let me paint another scenario here. All right. So with all that, why would they want then the 36 year old recovering quarterback? Yeah. Judd, you tell, you tell us. Because you would plop him, him in. And he would have a chance to know your system and win immediately. I think Washington wants to win now. And I and if you put a rookie in there, you're taking a chance. I think with Cousins, unless the Achilles, if the Achilles comes back bad, like like if every team's like, well, I mean, all we, signs are it's great. I mean, okay, heck, well then that's why. Thirty-six year old Marvin Harrison Jr. to throw to Phil's right. Like Washington is this is the type of team that can pop right back up. With that much cap space, dude. With, with Dallas and Philadelphia being in kind of these weird states too, right now, it's I, I got to open the mind. I mean, got all that mind. cap space a year ago. It just it takes time. I just, I'm not like never say never zero percent chance, but I'm just saying, Judd, if you're willing to put at least fifty dollars on the line, I'll put fifty. I'll move those odds significantly up in your favor. <laughs> I put fifty dollars on that. Okay, all right, that's fair. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Okay, so you and, and you guys thought that this team I'm about to bring up was in the past and done. Reckless speculation. Well, let me paint a little scenario for you this weekend. Detroit Lions feeling themselves, couple wins, Dan Campbell getting emotional in the locker room. The Lions have one of the best young rosters in the NFL. They've got nothing to lose at all whatsoever. 
They're further than they've been since 1957, basically. I think 93, somewhere in there, they may have gone to a conference championship. So um, they roll into the Bay Area, and Brock Purdy soils himself. And the the Detroit Lions go in. They beat the San Francisco 49ers 31-17, to and Brock Purdy throws three of the worst interceptions you've ever seen in your life. Wow. What Will you give me conver- the 49ers plus 13 and a half? <laughs> Let me do some math on that. Maybe by the end of this conversation. I'm just telling you, <laughs> if, the ni- if the Niners said goodbye to Jimmy Garoppolo, they dumped his ass a couple years ago, and then they went to the draft, right? If Brock Purdy, if they, if they get beat at home, and Brock Purdy is terrible in that game, what are the conversations like behind the scenes between... John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan about the quarterback position with free agent Kirk Cousins available. I'm just, we kind of put the 49ers to bed a long time ago, right? Hey, they got I, Brock Purdy. He's going to be I the like MVP. The wheels have come off a little. I think he was better in that game against the Packers, uh, against the Packers than maybe the perception is, but three interceptions, San Francisco. Plus, he may not have Debo Samuel, right? So you take away a key weapon. How does that impact Purdy on Sunday? I'll tell you this much. If Cousins somehow ends up with the Niners, like the salary cap is a complete myth, right? Like how exactly are they fitting Cousins at some level? If we just said money matters to some extent, maybe number one on his list. I still think prioritizing winning is somewhere in that conversation. But if money is number one, on the list, structure slash money. Mm-hmm. How exactly are the 49ers affording him? Well, there's a there's a few ways, okay? Hear me out on this. So the Niners are 11 million over the cap right now, according to over the cap. So they, they would have some things to clear up. But they have... Some? Like a lot. <laughs> but Dukes, they have three or four huge base salaries in 2024. I don't want to get too in the weeds here, but you can convert large base salaries to signing bonuses and create chunks of cap space. Trent Williams, they're already all in. So they would like this would be the all in move is just let's just screw our cap even more in the future. Trent Williams, 20 million in base. Debo, 20 million in base. Eric Armstead, 17. And no guarantees. Like they could restart. They could re- There's like five contracts they could tap, shove money into the future. And remember that article we've talked about for three or four years now. The, the, the quote from Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch was talking about Kyle Shanahan saying, yeah, he was in mourning after Cousins went to the Vikings. Because he has always wanted Cousins to be the runner of this offense. He's the perfect quarterback for this offense. Well, he's available. He's available. I think that's the one team and the one coach that Kirk might actually not put money as the number one, the number one uh, prerequisite for too. I think there's always been something about Kirk. Kirk I can get there easier on the Niners, even though I think the Niners win on Sunday. But I can get there easier, and I think Purdy plays fine. But I can get there easier on the Niners than I can on the Commanders. How about that? Yeah, I think. Okay. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing <laughs> it out there. The oh, hits. I think it's great fodder. I feel like hits. you're not making this a safe space right now, and I feel threatened <laughs> because this is supposed to be a safe space. It's and safe. you come in. It's you know, your voice four, on the liner. You're four, 44 now. You're like a, the judgmental parent, you know, Droogie and your other kid. I forget his name because I don't, I don't recall names well. And myself. No, you don't. Yeah. I feel like we. Are, I, I feel like we're all Keaton. being judged. Keaton, I get it. Well, Keaton. here's what's okay. going to be great. I forgot his name. Right. 
Keaton. So anyway, do you remember Doogie's so- wife's name? Yeah, what's Doogie's wife's name? There you go. Okay. Yeah. I don't really right, know yeah. Keaton. Overachieving, no happy wife, happy you life. We get dog. all that. All right, I know all here's dogs, what I can't dogs. wait for. The week of the Super Bowl. So like February 6th, February 7th, February 8th, February 9th. Cousins inevitably will be making the rounds. Talking oh. some product, whether it's yep. Radio Row or right? via Zoom from a different location. Yeah. But Kirk Cousins will be omnipresent for a stretch. You know, just like that CBS reporter threw his way the other day, hey, would you like to play for 71-year-old Hall of Famer Bill Belichick? You know that he is going to get asked questions about the Steelers, maybe the Commanders, heck, maybe the Niners, depending on how Sunday goes. Or, hey, maybe it doesn't matter how Sunday goes. So you're going to hear the chatter ramp up considerably. We heard it last week, right, when he was asked the very direct question. Now, he knows how to answer, right? Like, to me, like, what was Kirk going to say when asked about, would you play for Bill Belichick? Was he going to be like, no, absolutely it's, not? I it's, mean, it's not he's the a Belichick. smart enough guy. Dudes, he knows how to handle dudes, those questions. It's not the Belichick part of the quote. It's the second part of the quote where he said, we'll have to see what happens in March. There's a lot of things up in the air right now. That's well, his yeah, way of I mean, saying, yeah. I am not happy with the Vikings offers going back the last year. I sure. am open for business, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's structure, right? And you know, we'll continue to have the conversation. Are the Vikings even willing to guarantee 2025? I think the Vikings absolutely could get there. I don't know if they'll get there, but I could see the Vikings saying, yeah, we will guarantee you 2024 and 2025. I have a really, really hard time believing the Vikings would guarantee 2026. So three years fully guaranteed. Would another team offer him three years fully guaranteed? Would the Vikings even offer two years fully guaranteed? Or are the Vikings looking for some sort of escape if need be after the 2024 season? So, yes, I think there is something to be said about the second part of that soundbite. And Dukes, I, I think this all gets crystallized in a couple of weeks at the combine, right? Like that—that's where. Well, sure, yeah. That's where Quazy will sit down with Mike McCartney, and they will sort of hammer things out. And the combine, it, things get out there. Like it's hard to tell. I always go back to when um, the Vikings were trying to negotiate that contract with Adrian Peterson at the time, and Ben Dagra and Britt Brzezinski got in a screaming <laughs> match right, in a dude. lobby. There's some legendary became, Ben Dagra stories. Yeah, it became very apparent that probably some booze was involved as well. But my point is, I think we'll have, some, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think coming at, well, I've been there. Believe me, it's a lot of booze. Um, I think coming out of the combine, though, it's going to be, we're, we're going to have a good idea of like at least a list of teams. And if things are going great, if, if Kirk's comments that Phil is referencing don't change after the combine, I think it gets really dicey. Agree. Yeah. So, And I think after the combine, it'll be curious to go back to minnesotabets.com to see how much the odds have changed. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, we as much as anybody have been championing this potential to Atlanta. Right? Yeah. So oftentimes these odds are dictated based on the dialogue that is out there. Right? In some cases, recklessly, reckless speculation, right? I mean, that's the way we term it on Thursdays or sometimes on Tuesdays, right? So I'll just be curious after the combine because you're right. That's when it will really, really ramp up. I'm just saying we'll see some stuff Super Bowl week, but undoubtedly, like February 28th, you know, as it gets into, is it a leap year? I think it is. February 29th, March 1st, March 2nd, right? Like when things start to heat up those four or five days in Indianapolis, that's when things will become a lot more clear.
We'll have Doogie empty his scoop bag here in a second, including a, maybe since we're speculating today, some Timberwolves buyout speculation here. Uh, but a shout out to our friends at Zero Res, helping you deep clean your home, deep clean your carpets, your air ducts, so you can breathe in that clean air this time of year. Uh, Zero Res has a 4.9 out of 5-star rating on Google with 17,000 reviews, so that's pretty legitimate. Uh, you can get the Score North Special, is, if you ask for it, that's three rooms, zero resified, starting at just $119 and $75 off when you get your air ducts, zero res clean, 9520res.com and say you want the Score North Special. Spell it forwards or backwards, it spells the same, zero res. Uh, go ahead and clean up any other Viking stuff. Otherwise, would love to hear this, this NBA nugget we were talking about before we crack the mics here, Dukes. Well, sure. Well, most importantly, Scoop Podcast episode 427 will post later today. Deep dive on Joe Maurer. We should find out. Well, he'll get the call before 5 o'clock, the official announcement on MLB Network, 515 Central Time. We all expect Joe Maurer to get the call to become a first ballot Hall of Famer. I sat down yesterday with Terry Ryan, who made the selection. Mike Radcliffe did, too. The late Mike Radcliffe. But Terry Ryan came by the studio, so sat down with him on Monday. Also caught up with Paul Molitor on Monday. Was over at Glenn Perkins's house late last week. So those conversations will be on Scoop Podcast episode 427. Mark Coyle as well. And new Twins reliever, Hobie Harris, who does not have an opt-out. On the NBA buyout market. So we had a trade earlier today. Terry Rozier on his way from the Charlotte Hornets after his performance last night at Target Center. He is on his way to the Miami Heat for a 2027 first-round pick and the expiring contract of 30-something-year-old point guard Kyle Lowry. Now, Kyle Lowry staying in Charlotte makes zero sense. Now, it's not like Charlotte has to buy him out today. The trade deadline is February 8th. Charlotte will work to reroute him in the next handful of days. But he is making so much money that it's not an easy contract to trade. So I think it gets to the point of Charlotte buying Lowry out. A reminder, teams like the Phoenix Suns, like I can make a logical case, Phil, the Phoenix Suns make a lot of sense for Kyle Lowry, but they are above the first apron. They cannot sign Kyle Lowry. He makes more than the league average. So take the Phoenix Suns out of the mix. Any team above the first apron cannot sign Kyle Lowry. Here's a team that can sign Kyle Lowry if he does indeed hit the buyout market, though. His hometown Philadelphia 76ers. So I think it's going to be tough. Now, Chris Finch was in Toronto for a few months with Kyle Lowry. So Chris Finch has a relationship with Kyle Lowry. I think the Wolves are going to at least internally have the discussion, hey, does he make sense over us trading for somebody like Monty Morris? But I can just tell you that is a name to keep an eye on as the buyout market ramps up after February 8th. I mean, they do need, he, he he's certainly not the same player he was five, 10 years ago, but they do need another just organizer, adult, backup point guard. Well, I mean, look at last night. last night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last night is the exact example, right? No Mike Conley Jr. And in the fourth quarter, I mean, Chris Finch's favorite term, sticky. The ball got really sticky. The ball wasn't moving. That was the defense last night, why they lost. I mean, Charlotte shot darn near 60%, which is ridiculous. So the Wolves were never engaged from the jump defensively, but the offense in the fourth quarter had all sorts of issues. So, yes, you could use an upgrade over Jordan McLaughlin. doesn't necessarily mean it'll be Kyle Lowry. I mean, heck, they've already had inquiries with all the teams that 
are logical selling candidates. The Portlands of the world, right? I don't know how you would get Malcolm Brogdon here, but that's an example. Washington with Tyus Jones. We know there are Tyus Jones fans here. Detroit, Monty Morris, who hasn't played yet this year, by the way. He's been out with a quadriceps injury, although he was upgraded this week to doubtful. He's been listed as out on the injury report forever. (laughs) He now is listed as doubtful. So at some point here, very soon, Monty Morris will make his season debut. We know there are Monty Morris fans here in Minnesota. Tim Connolly had him in Denver. I still think Morris makes as much sense as anyone, but some sort of upgrade, right? I mean, last night was the poster child for Jordan McLaughlin playing more minutes. What did he end up with? 10 minutes last night? Nas Reed only played 14 minutes, which was baffling. But McLaughlin only played like 10 minutes last night. Yeah. Shake Milton got minutes. Shake, that, that's, no. Like, and I'm telling you, I, I continue to see Shake Milton elsewhere after February 8th, right? So the idea of them upgrading the backup point guard spot, but also somebody that can make three-point shots, that makes a ton of sense. I will be surprised if the Wolves don't do anything. Dukes, before you enter, uh, empty the scoop bag, I saw the Astros GM said that they're looking to add a lefty outfield bat. They've already added Josh Hader. They're obviously still a ready-made World Series contending team. Has there been any connection, or have you could you sniff any connection, I guess, between Kepler and the Houston Astros as the trade market kind of heats up a little bit here? Yeah, thanks for the question, Declan. No, I have not heard that. I have heard Toronto, but I have not heard any Houston steam. The free agent market, like, there are still a bunch of bats. Now, some of them are right-handed bats, like Jorge Soler, but you can find a bat. J.D. Martinez, I mean, there are guys, Justin Turner, but isn't Jock Peterson? Adam uh, Duvall is still on the market, too. So, like, you can find a bat. Now, again, a lot of them are right-handed bats, not left-handed bats, but, like, Peterson is still out there. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. So, until some of these free agents start coming off the board, I don't know that we will see a trade. And I still would put more money on a Jorge Polanco trade versus a Max Kepler trade. Kepler and Polanco on the list for Twins Fest, too, which I found mm-hmm. to be intriguing. Ordinarily, if you're on the precipice of trading a player, you might be like, yeah, you don't need to come to Twins Fest. So get I that tap that on the shoulder while you're signing autographs. Yeah, 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 the yeah. kids. Yep. Noon sign on it Friday. Sign it Max Kepler of the Toronto Blue Jays, Max, because we just <laughs> traded you. That would be great if they made a trade at Twins Fest on Saturday and and like did the trade with the player there. <laughs> While he's like, on this like is the how WCCO radio. This stage is how a tra- this is how a trade goes down Juggle in real time. Conference call with the Blue Jays front office. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh god, that'd be great. <laughs> right, I guess with oh, Polanco, man. maybe a different location makes more sense. Seattle, Miami, something like that. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh Dukes, give us I'm uh, catching up by the way tomorrow with uh the one major league addition for the Twins this offseason so far, Josh Stomet. I'm going to Zoom with him tomorrow, so I'll have some insight into that conversation when I join you guys on Thursday. No NBA scouts at the barn tonight for Badgers-Gophers. The first time this year the Gophers play a ranked opponent, Elijah Hawkins, ankle sprain, not quite to the extent of the Dawson Garcia ankle sprain, but he couldn't play the other night in East Lansing against Michigan State. He will be a game-time decision tonight, but he was limited in practice both Sunday and yesterday. So the fact he wasn't able to go through a full practice makes me pause a little bit on his availability for tonight. But as I sit here and talk with you guys at 1030 on Tuesday morning, I would say at this point, game time decision tip at six o'clock. Great stuff here, Dukes. Great scoop session, a little reckless speculation. We'll do it again on Thursday. I like it. I'll see you boys on Thursday. All right, there he is, Darren Doogie Wilson from the 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department. That was insincere. It's supposed to be a safe place. It didn't feel safe. 
Oh wow! I didn't feel safe at all. The commander's thing. I didn't. I didn't feel safe. He just shot it down. <laughs> it was yeah. I did not think you were going there. I thought you were going to do the 49ers thing. Well, that's kind a of great excited. One. I love that one. The Washington route. I love that one. You're too. telling me if Brock Purdy absolutely I, hey, is terrible in this game that they're just going to, you know? I thought this. And and guess what? I made this a safe space for my buddy Phil. <laughs> Dude's just like, no, I, I don't see it happening. Like the speculation, maybe. Eh, All right, we'll do it again on Thursday. (laughs) And uh, yeah, please click that like button, the subscribe button on the Scorner at the YouTube channel if that's where you're consuming. See you guys.